Uh, we, 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 made a, we made a presence yesterday at Bakai, yes? yes? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We handed out a lot of, a lot of invitation cards. We had a good time. And uh, I was really pleased to see the turnout. And, you know, it's one of those things. We did it last year. We did it this year. It's a couple hours. Come on out. You know, join us next year. It was a lot of fun. We laugh. We get coffee. We joke. We have a good time. And we get to invite people to come to church. We get to invite people to know Christ. Amen? Bill was over there with a sign. He was like, prayer works. Try it. God is not dead. And he was out there with the oils. He was like ready to, he was ready to just like drop right there and just put people out praying on them right there in the street. Amen? Yeah, it was a good time. You know what happened to me, though? I was tired. You guys know my back hurts all the time. I complain about it up here enough. You know what happens when you complain? Nobody cares. But my back was bothering me from all the lifting. And, like, this last week was the heaviest lifts I do. Now I'm, like, get to detrain the next two weeks and rest. And I won't be here on Sunday the 12th because I'll be competing that day. But I get to rest my body for two weeks. And uh, so I'm really excited. So I just started thinking about being tired. I'm tired. I'm I'm always tired. I'm tired around the clock. I have a regular 40-hour-plus-a-week job that consumes my mind day, night, evenings, weekends. Uh, I I try to to put my heart into everything that we're doing here at the church. I try to put my heart into men's ministry. I try to put my heart into mentoring people, both in the church and outside of the church. I'm a husband. I'm a father. And I'm a tax-paying United States citizen, so I am full of stress, just like the rest of you. Amen? Amen. So I've been training really, really, really hard for this meet. And I realized how tired I was, and I was, we're in our series right now, our seven-week series. What's our spiritual theme this year? Rise up. Everybody's leveling up one notch in your belt this year. Everybody, I don't care if you've been a 40-year veteran Christian, I don't care if you just came to know the Lord this year, I, maybe I'll uh, invite you to know the Lord next week. You are going to level up past that by the end of this year, amen? amen? Everybody. Good. So... So I've, been, so I've been thinking about being tired, and this week's series is going to talk about recharging, in a sense. You're like, but it doesn't say that on the paper, Chris. I know, we'll get there. Listen, our, phys- our physical bodies are like a cell phone battery. I like to use the cell phone battery analogy now. For those of us, once we hit 40, 50, we look at our cell phone battery, and we're like, okay, it's like half charged. I can't plug it in. I don't know how much time is left on this thing. It's a human nature, right? You didn't come to church to hear about life and death, did you? The afterlife? There's something more than this? Amen? So you got one physical body. And for those of us who've passed our halfway point, we know we have less sunsets to see than we've enjoyed, yes? Man, Chris, that was sad. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. But it's a reality for all of us. And you can't recharge your physical body, not with medicine, anything. There's nothing. Well, there might be some medicines out there, but we can't afford them. Listen, your spiritual battery is different. It acts the same as your cell phone life battery, but it's a day and night thing. You get to plug it in anytime you want. And you can recharge it. Amen? How do we do that? 
How do we do that? The spiritual battery can be recharged. You know how I know when the spiritual battery's down? I know a lot of people do this. I don't do this anymore. I talk about it a lot. You know the Sunday blues? As soon as church was over and I left, I went home. I became miserable, discontent, irritable, and not anybody that anybody wanted to be around because I knew I had to go to work tomorrow. You do that on Sundays? Your spiritual battery's low. You thought you were going to come here and plug it in. But you see, this is just a snack. This is just, this is just a, a one-hour snack. You guys got to plug yourselves in around the clock so that when Sunday afternoon comes, your spiritual battery's charged. Come on? So, our spiritual theme this year is Rise Up, and we're in a seven-week series. I've been talking about seven steps and habits to spiritually rise up and level up. Yes? People who are leveling up spiritually, which is you guys for this last couple months, they know how to recharge their spiritual battery. And if you don't, we're going to talk about it today because we're going to rise up one notch in our spiritual belts this year. Amen? How many people want that? I want to see a hand. That's a lot of hands. That's a lot of people who want to see God do something different in their life this year. So, people who are leveling up spiritually know how to do it. They are using the easiest access point to connect to the Trinity. Do you know what it is? Prayer. They are praying. You ever meet people and they like freak you out? They're like, praise God, brother. And they're happy all the time. They love Jesus, right? I bet you they pray 58 times a day. They do. They're spiritually charged because they're always praying. They pray morning. They pray in the afternoon. They pray in the evening. They pray before their meals. They pray for you when you're talking to them on the phone. They pray when they're happy. They pray when they're sad. They pray when they're glad. They pray when they're mad. Thank you, Dr. Seuss. Okay? These people pray. Yes? They pray. Some of them go one step further. Not only do they pray, they pray in the Spirit. Well, now, Chris, I've been going to a lot of churches my whole life. You're about to cross that threshold and talk about something that really freaks me out. Excellent. I'm glad you're here today. Excellent. Some go one step further and pray in the Spirit. I don't know if I believe in that. Well, Paul did, and he wrote more than half of the New Testament. You believe, you believe that Jesus died on the cross? I can't hear you. Do you believe he rose again? Do you believe he blinded Paul on the road to Damascus? Saul. Thank you, Bill. Do you believe that happened? Do you, leave, do you believe Paul wrote all those letters? Do you, leave, do you believe that Paul lived a long life of a missionary destined to tell people about Jesus? Do you believe all that? Well, he believed in praying in the Spirit. So do you still believe in him? Do you still believe in that? Let's challenge ourselves today. Okay, guys, 
We've covered five topics in our seven-week series. We started with feeding your spirit. I catch everybody up. Feed your spirit was week one. Reading God's word daily and not just getting a snack on Sunday. Amen? Amen. I'm going to read some verses because I love to live in the scripture because I can't come up here and talk to you unless I speak from God's word. Okay? But that's just a snack. Reading God's word daily. Then we discussed building your faith. It was along the same lines as reading your word daily. I talked about how faith is your responsibility, yes? Not God's, not your spouse's, not your brother, not your sister, not your friend, not your neighbor. It is your responsibility to build your faith. We discussed that the way that you build your faith is by hearing God's word. Your faith will build if you constantly hear God's word. Okay? Then we discussed speaking the word. Yes? The power of speaking the word. The power and the authority. Power is the gun, the authority is the badge. And you have the Holy Spirit living in you with power and authority. Amen? Amen. The ability to speak the word over your life and the lives of others. That's what we talked about. That was week three. Then we discussed controlling your thought life. Right? We talked about what you're, what you're taking in every day and what you're thinking about and what's coming out of you. And then we talked about last week strengthening yourself through praise. That's five habits so far. I'm going to have to put my glasses on in a minute. I saw six fingers. Okay. This week we're going to look at habit step number six, praying in the spirit. So now I'm going to read you our verse of the year. We'll go through this. Acts 26, 16. Now get up, now get to your feet. This was to Paul. I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. God didn't bring you here by accident. It's time to get on your feet. Tell people that you have seen me and tell them what I will show you in the future. It's time for you to start showing up, plugging in, and seeing what God wants to do with you outside of this building. Amen? Okay. So they covered week one, feed your, faith, uh, feed your spirit, build your faith, speak the word, control your thought life, strengthen yourself through praise, and then number six on your bulletin might have been left empty. It was praying in the spirit. We're going to start in the book of Jude. You know, I loved it when, uh, when, when Greg finished early because I said, now I get to talk forever. <laughs> Plenty of time. You know, I've been trying to, my goal is to get you guys out of here by 11, 11.15 at the latest. I look up, it's, it's 11 o'clock. If I'm not wrapped up, I wrap it up. My goal is to not keep you here all day. This is a snack. It's what you do with the rest of the time, okay? Jude 1, verse 20. There's only one book in Jude, but that's it. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. You must build each other up in your most holy faith. And you must pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
So the first question I ask you is, is the Holy Spirit living inside of you? Amen? Remember I talked to you guys, I spent a whole year last year in Genesis, we did a ground level view, I looked around the room, and it was like I was speaking philosophy 102, and I had 88 faces that were looking at me like, wow, you left church, and by the time you got, after your argument on the way home, you had no idea what I had said. So I said, this year, we're going to scratch the surface with some rewind, basic Christian elementary principles. Is the Holy Spirit living inside of you? How can I be sure? How can I be sure? Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Well, Chris, there's Ten Commandments. I know, and I told you that if you follow Jesus and you chase after Jesus, you wouldn't become sinless, but you would sin... Less. Amen? How can I be sure? Well, ask yourself this next question. I cannot answer this question for you. I can if I hear you do it, but I cannot answer this question for you. Have I confessed my faith and belief in Christ's death and resurrection? Everybody knows about Jesus. The demons know about Jesus. The history books that you'll read in school that'll tell you that Christianity is just a religion, they talk about Jesus. There's more historical facts pointing to Jesus being a real man on this earth over 2,000 years ago. You gotta be able to confess his death and resurrection. Is that what you're doing? I took it one step further. I got a verse I threw in here, Romans 8, 10, and 11. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, I talked about that spiritual battery and that life battery. Even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. How do I get made right with God, Chris? Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. It's very simple, but we sure do like to complicate it. And the enemy, he really likes to complicate it for you. He likes to sit on your shoulder all day and tell you how, you are not, how that is not going to be enough. And when you shut him up, all of a sudden, you begin to sin less, and you really begin to walk with confidence in your faith. Amen? Okay, so the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, and just as God raised, Jesus, raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. So we looked at what it said there in Jude about building each other up. You must build each other up in the most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I ask you, number two, are you building up your neighbor? Are you? Are you building up your neighbor or just you? Well, I haven't thought about that in a while. I know, that's why I asked. 
I like to do that kind of stuff. I like to challenge and offend, you know. It's how I roll. And you all show up next Sunday usually, so I must not offend you that far. Are you building up your neighbor? Well, let's look at bullet point A I put in here. In order to rise up, that's what your theme is for this year. In order to rise up, we must be building each other up. Are you building up the person sitting next to you in this building today? Because that's what the goal is. If we want to rise up as a church body, because this building we call the church, but this is a building. We are the church, and if we are going to build each other up, we must be praying for each other, and you must be building up your neighbor. Because if you are only building yourself up, that is selfish. I need you to build your neighbor up. You know what I like about a training partner? The training partner pushes me to do what I won't do. That is why training alone is not good. BB is my training partner. And I am her training partner. Every time she tells me no, I tell her, yes, she is. And every time I say something's tough, she says, you got this, babe. We build each other up. Are you building up your neighbor? Whether it's your spouse or someone in this church, I don't know. Are you building up your neighbor? How do we do this, Chris? We do this by praying for each other and with each other in the spirit. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. I'm not sure how to pray and build up my neighbor. I don't know how to do that. Good. I've got the verse for you. Romans 8, 26 and 27. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, our weakness. For example, this is the example I was just going to give you, okay? You got that? This is the example I'm going to give you. We don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Just pray. Just open your mouth and start praying. Don't sit there and ask yourself what I should pray for. I know you will. But when you reach that point, just start praying. Why, Chris? Because it says here that we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit's going to intercede. That's what it says. It's in the Word. I'm not telling you, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm sharing with you 2,000-year-old doctrine. I love to do that. I love when I can ask you something and point something out and just use this, this truth to tell you it and remind you of what this says, not what I'm saying, not what you heard, what this says. Number three, the Spirit will help you in your weakness. That's what it said, right? This is what I just told you. Don't worry about what to pray. Just start praying. All right, we'll slow down, back it up. I have multiple people come to me every week and say, you went way too fast. And I know I do when I get on a roll. I'll leave you behind. Trust me. The Spirit will help you in your weakness, number three. The Spirit will help you in your weakness. What's that weakness? I don't know what to pray for. I don't know how to build up my neighbor. 
I don't know how to use and get a hold of that power and authority you talked about, Chris. That's right. I said the Holy Spirit gives you power and authority. You remember when I talked about praying for healing? Remember what I said that healing sounds like with people? That we sit here and we're like, dear Lord, I really, 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 really hope that you're going to take care of Tom and his hand and he's going to feel better. And I put that all on you, Lord, to heal him in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that how they prayed healing back in the Old Testament? No. They said, Tom, I heal your hand in the name of Jesus. Now get up and show me how your hand works. You see the difference? Power and authority. You know why you don't pray that way? Because you don't trust that that's going to happen. You really, 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 really hope it's going to happen. So you leave yourself an out by throwing it up to God, and then you even use these words. If it be your will, Lord. Is that what Peter said to the beggar at the temple gate? If it be God's will. No, he made it God's will. The Holy Spirit lives inside of him. The same Holy Spirit that lives inside of you gave him power and authority to speak that life over that man. Amen? Are you using your power and authority? Don't worry about what to pray. Just start praying. Plug in. The Spirit prays for you what you can't express with words. You know that kind of turmoil? Where you're so desperate, you're so upset, you're so sad, you're so confused. Life doesn't make sense and it's definitely not going my way and it's been this way for too long to remember. The Spirit prays for you what you can't express with words. Remember I said that one person, they pray when they're sad, when they're glad, when they're happy, when they're mad. Are you praying all the time? Because sometimes when we look at it and we go, I don't know what's going on with my life and everything's falling apart and God doesn't love me. When was the last time you even prayed? I don't remember. I know. That's why I asked you. Right? God will know what the Spirit is saying and desiring. The Spirit lives in you. Amen? God will know what the Spirit is saying and desiring when you cry out to Him, when you don't know what to pray, and you just start expressing yourself to Him. Well, we haven't got to the stuff that we were going to call weird yet, Chris. Yes, we have right now. Remember I said Paul believed in this stuff? Paul believed in praying in the Spirit, in a prayer language. Amen? Amen. In the day of Pentecost, people began to speak in other languages. The Bible says it. Oh, but that was 2,000 years ago. Oh, was it? Or is that just your doubt? What do you believe? Well, I grew up in a church where that was strange. Okay. Great. Well, some of us here do it. And we pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we pray in a spiritual language. But I'm going to give you some very encouraging words right here. I'm even going to give you a preference that Paul made for us to hear. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14 through 19. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. But I don't understand what I am saying. Huh. You guys know who wrote that? First Corinthians, who wrote it? Oh, Paul. Paul. The same Paul that you 
talk about all the time when you look at your faith. I want to be like Paul. I want to be like Paul. I, you know, I was, I was reading about Paul the other day. I, he reminds me a lot of me. Well, here's what Paul said to the church in Corinth. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the spirit. And I will also pray in words I understand. Then he says, I will sing in the spirit. And then he says, and I will also sing in words I understand. Catch there that they're talking about speaking and singing in things he can't understand. For if you praise God only in the spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? Interesting. Interesting question. And he has a question mark there. I like that. You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. Paul said that. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. But in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Interesting. Interesting. We speak in tongues, but we speak in words for you to understand. Amen? Have you had somebody come up and pray for you and start praying in tongues? No, I have. I've prayed for people and spoke over them in tongues. You know what does somebody who's never heard it? Freaks them out sometimes. It does. I've seen it. So what did Paul say here, you guys? He said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you, but in a church meeting I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Prayer language is between you and the Spirit. Prayer language is between you and the Spirit. For if, my, for if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us. Prayer language is between you and the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with the groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Understandable words. Paul had the ability to speak in the Spirit. Did he not? He said it. Right here. It's written in more books than just Corinthians. But here it is. He had the ability to sing in the Spirit. He did? I haven't even heard that. I know. Well, let's read it again. I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. Wow. But what did Paul say here? Paul preferred to speak in a language you understand. He said that. Why? So you don't freak out. Like, dude, what are you talking about? And if no one's there to translate and interpret what you said... Then it's really like, man, I don't know, bro. Well, we know. 
But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak in understandable words for you to hear. I do it all the time. Paul preferred... Let me see what I read. i got to go back to this. But in a church meeting, I would rather... I like the word rather. You guys know when I talk about OSHA? Must. You shall. These are words that have powerful meaning on paper, yes? So the word rather here is used. He says, but in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in unknown language. Paul preferred to build up and strengthen others by making sure they understood the words he was saying. That's what I got out of that. I don't agree, Chris. Well, I, I mean, you can open your Bible and we can look at it together and we can try to figure out what it says, but that's what it says. Two plus two is still four. Two, two, rather, understandable, rather than, under, un, yep, two and two is four. Yeah. The powerful part of praying in the Spirit is the ability to pray above the natural. It is a real thing, guys. It is a real thing. I don't pray in the Spirit, Chris. Great. Time for you to start asking God to help you with that. What? I did 28 years ago. It didn't happen. I think it's weird. Perfect. Keep praying. What does Pastor Chris say? Do what you can in the natural and let God do the supernatural. I say this to you guys all the time. Ask God for this gift. It's written in the New Testament. It happened on the day of Pentecost. It's not weird. It's not strange. It's not different. It's embedded in your New Testament. You just haven't plugged yourself in and accessed it yet. And some of us may never. Jesus didn't speak in tongues. Never says Jesus spoke in tongues. Not from any of the four Gospels I read or the beginning of Acts before he left did I read that he spoke in tongues. But Paul did. And Paul was a believer filled with the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that lives in you. That means you have the same gift and ability, amen? Yeah. It takes you into the spiritual realm and opens the door to revelations, wisdom, instruction, and encouragement, you guys. Ask God for that gift. I encourage you today, if you have not received the gift, to pray in the Spirit that you ask the Holy Spirit to give you this gift. Wow, I've never had anybody say that. Good, I'm glad you were here today. I really am. I'm glad you were here today. You know what's even cooler? Is I knew I was going to talk about this today. It's like talking about money. There's two things in church that people don't like to hear. How much you should be giving and praying in tongues. You bring those two things up and people are like, pump the brakes. So you know what I told myself? 
Do what you do in the natural, Chris, and let God do the supernatural. We got a room full of all kinds of new people. Yeah. We got a room full of all kinds of new people. And I said, I am going to talk about a subject that freaks people out. But I am good with it. I trust you, God. I trust you. Thank you. I trust that I'm going to give the message the way you want it to be given and that it will be received. And that is it. So be it. Amen. That is what I told myself. Because I was, I was looking at this series and I knew I was going to come to this message and I don't know what happened, but three weeks ago we just blew up. We just blew up. All of a sudden there was like new faces, everybody was happy and they're like, we really like the church. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to start talking about praying in tongues in a couple weeks. They're going to freak. Wait till I talk to them about giving. It was their first week here. He must want our money. I don't. I have a job. I get paid just fine. I don't want your money. We don't want your money. We just want to be able to turn on the lights and be online and, and have all this stuff work. And maybe one day we'll grow to the point that so much of so many of us are giving so well, we'll grow into a bigger building. Come on, amen? amen. Maybe one day we'll grow to the point that you guys can say, Chris, you don't have to work 40 hours anymore. We want you to focus on our church 40 hours a week. Okay? I'm just going to keep showing up every Sunday in the natural and let God do the supernatural. That's what I'm going to do. Okay? There is more to prayer than just what we say and do in the natural, guys. There's a supernatural side to prayer. There is a supernatural side to prayer. Have you accessed it? Some of us haven't. That's okay. Keep plugging in. Keep asking. This supernatural side can be accessed by your passion and desire to want to pray in the Spirit. Wow, I just said that. First I told you that talking about giving and talking about speaking in tongues was freaking people out. But now I'm telling you that you need to have a desire and a passion to want it. Wow. Pastor Chris, man, he always gets up there and says something that just rattles my feathers. Hey, that was the last page, 1050. Boy, we're going to have to throw a fourth song up here. I was going to recruit, like I said, I was going to recruit Javi to get up here and play the drums. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. I, I'm, 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 let me tell you guys what. I'm just as human as you guys. I wake up every day, I see the same world you see, with the same eyes you have, the same ears, I'm around the same wicked people, wicked thoughts, there is a serious need for revival, right now. I will be so bold to say God brought me here to Yuba City because there is a need for revival. Wow, you just said that? Yes, I did. Amen, so be it. Let God do the supernatural. 
There is a need for revival all around us. When I go outside, the world out there is ugly. There is little love out there. We are the love. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. And God is agape love. God is agape love. That unconditional, uncontrollable love. We, what was that song we were singing? Oh, the never-ending reckless love of God. It is our job to go out there and be that. And we've got to build each other up in here. That's what I talked about today. If we are going to rise up and we are going to level up, we're going to have to build each other up. You need to pray. You need to spiritually recharge your spiritual battery, and you need to be praying. And if you've never prayed in the spirit or a spirit language, then you need to ask God to give you that gift. And if five years from now you don't have it, nobody's going to look down upon you, and nobody's going to look up on you if you do. That's not what we're saying here. I'm saying you need to practice praying all the time, and you need to ask God to give you that gift if you haven't got it. Because praying in a supernatural way does supernatural things. And if we want revival, then we are going to have to continue to do what we can in the natural while we trust God to do the supernatural. Amen? Amen. Five minutes to 11? Oh, I got five more minutes? I'm kidding. I'm not going to keep you hostage. Let's pray. Father, I, uh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your truth, God. I thank you for your ability to fill us with the courage and the strength to speak the truth, Lord. Lord, sometimes the truth is scary. Sometimes the truth is hard. And sometimes, Lord, we would just rather not hear it. But Lord, I thank you that you've implanted in this church the ability to speak truth. We've got a leadership team, Lord God, growing and building. We've got people who are here, Lord, week in, week out. We know that we are a normal people who love you, God. We're focused on you. You, know, you don't care how we show up, if we're dressed in the right clothes, if we're wearing the wrong, wrong or right perfume. You don't care. We don't need to care, Lord. We just need to be here each and every week, Lord, in our natural so that you can do the supernatural. Lord, I pray right now that you fill your spirit over this place like the day of Pentecost, Lord. Right now, I pray that the Holy Spirit comes into the lives of every man and woman and child and believer in this building, Lord God. And if they're not a believer, Lord God, you fill them with your spirit and make them a believer today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you, that you cast your, your Holy Spirit on us, Lord, so that those who have not spoken a spiritual language begin to speak in a spiritual language, Lord. And for those who speak in a spiritual language, Lord, that you teach them how to use it properly, Lord. And that you teach us, Lord God, how to use these, these gifts and these powers and this ability. You've given us power and authority, Lord. Teach us to use it, Lord. Teach us to harness it, Lord. Teach us to plug into you, Lord. Teach us to use it. Lord, I pray over all these people, Lord. I thank you for every person here today, Lord. I pray grace, mercy, love, blessing, Everything, Lord, I pray all that comes upon them, Lord. I pray, I pray that you come in and you flood them like a fire, Lord, like we're, re like we're singing in these songs, Lord. I pray that you just fill this place and fill these, these believers, Lord. I pray it, Lord. We beg this of you, Lord. I beg this of you. 
I don't ask if it be in your will. I want it to be in your will, Lord. I pray over them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm done, guys. <laughs>